0: Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to Lonely Fans. This is your host, Emily, and you are in for a treat today, I will just say. Ella and I dive into one of our favorite albums that has come out recently by AJR it's called OK Orchestra. And now, never fear, if you have never even heard of AJR or haven't listened to the album, this episode's still for you because we have a lot to say and explain the songs well enough that you don't need to have listened to it. That being said, you will probably have an even better experience if you do listen to the album beforehand. So we invite you to do that and you will not be disappointed. Here's the episode. Now with, with me today, we have friends of the show um, back for a second round, Ella, mostly Ella, Chris, <laughs> maybe every so often to give his opinion, but Ella and I are going to be diving in and discussing OK Orchestra by AJR, their latest album. So, before we get into the, the song by song, what are your overall thoughts on this album?
1: Um, I honestly think it's, like, one of their better albums. I think... I mean, I think Neo Theater, the album before this one, was their weakest. I think all of the other songs, or all of the other albums, are really, really good. But... The more I listen to this one, the more I think this one might be my favorite album of theirs. I,
0: I, there are just, like, no bad songs on it, you know? Not a single skip. I couldn't agree with you more. Although, I will say, um, Ella does like um, the Living Room album. It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite. Um, there's a couple of bangers on there. Uh, but, you know, I, I, it's not for me. But, it's, but it doesn't have to be. <laughs> Nothing's for me. <laughs> I, n- nothing's for me i'm a single white woman in america god is against you god is against me okay so o okay orchestra this is their fourth um studio album um ajr is a band that personally i feel like i learned about when i first moved to provo um even though like i don't really know why i guess just the ajr vibe like provo people like them
1: well i think it's because when we first started school here um that's about when like week got popular i'm pretty Mm. sure was like shortly after we came here and week was their like big radio song breakthrough and that was on the clicked album um and so that's probably why it like you found them out once you got here is
0: because that's when they like blew up but then like I, i i have friends from home too and like as far as I know, none of them really know about AJR. So, I mean, may, I don't know. could just be like a weird fluke thing, but... Yeah, I don't know. I just associate AJR with Provo, which <laughs> uh-huh. is one of the only good things I associate with Provo. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, no. So, um, we're going to go play-by-play. Play. Um, Ella, do you still have your tier list handy? I do have my, my tier table list. me too. I'm wondering if... Well, okay. Yeah, let's go. Let's go song by song and just um say which tier we put it on. Okay, like start to finish?
1: Yes. And well, also, for those of you listening to this right now, you should pause this and go listen to the OKO the yes. OK Orchestra album and then this will make more sense to you. And you could also like add your own opinions too. But Please.
0: Yeah, it's it's worth the listen. We we respect opinions here. <laughs> Most of them. We're <laughs> the but, The
1: fact of the matter is that this is a good album don't don't pay attention to the the people on reddit who don't like this <laughs> album
0: this is a good album don't pay attention to reddit in general <laughs> <laughs> you know wise words uh dang it i think i put my tier list on my phone but let me send you a picture oh i did okay mm-hmm. can you uh can you text me the picture so i can <laughs> have it on my laptop yeah <laughs> I mean, I can use my phone while recording, it's just not it's fine. as ideal. It's fine, for, I'm not even mad. like, recording purposes, you know? Okay. It's just like, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> get it because you're not, like, a semi-professional podcaster in your free time. Okay. Even though I think you could be and you should be. But. <laughs> bro. That's all I have to say about that. Bro. bro, Bruh. Bruh. So, I'm wondering if we want to name the song and then we each say which tier we put it in and, okay. and then talk about it. Sure thing dog okay so our tiers this time um it's just gonna be low medium high and god like god tier
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so we have the first song the okay overture oh i put this in god tier i did too oh wait, really <laughs> yeah i also put it in god tier it's kind of like i like if there is one thing ajr is gonna do they're going to make an overture. Yeah. And honestly, that's one of my
1: favorite things about AJR's albums is their overtures. I just think it's so cool to like start out the album with like a quick overview of all the other songs in it and like little like clips and snippets and like the way that they compile them all together and make them fit together. It, yes. I feel like it really makes the, their albums more cohesive and yes. it like gives them um, like a theme, you know, it gives them yes. a presence of like all the songs in one story and I think it's really, really cool. But I think that OK Orchestra's um, Okay Overture is the best overture that they've done out of all of their albums. Agreed. It's just so good. It's theatrical, one yes. might even say. Yeah. Which I think this whole album is theatrical. Yeah, the album is very um it is it, very musical theater-y. It's Because yes. AJR's genre is, I believe, classified as like electropop. And they also do um like speak step, which is like dubstep, but they um like modify vocal sounds. Oh, um, I, just, I didn't know that had a name. Yeah, and so it's like a weird genre. But they also, yeah, they they really um dig into the the musical theater type songs, especially on this album and neo theater as well. Um, so it's a very very interesting combination, and it's really cool. And the overture definitely definitely like goes into
0: that yes i can't get over that speak step like yo i'm an official (laughs) speak stepper follow my soundcloud no smash that like no no it's like 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 someone who can like pretend to do dubstep with their voice or they're like (laughs) no no
1: speak step is just like like in the background of the songs when you hear like the like the, um, the trick like uh okay the one the wow i'm not crazy like those don't kill me and then in the background you hear that yeah 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 those sounds so they do a lot of that where they make sounds into the microphone and then they modify those sounds or they warp those sounds and turn them into like background like percussion almost or like their own notes or like in bang you can hear some of those in the background so yeah it's called speak step because dubstep is the modification of like Musical sounds like you know, you do yes. it on like a keyboard and you make it wobbly like or whatever. Yeah, but speak step is just with your mouth instead of with instruments.
0: It's AJR so cool. is to speak step, <laughs> as Skrillex is to dubstep. <laughs> oh, never say that. Yes, I, I was gonna make a joke. So, so in that end, the song where there's like, yep, yeah I was like, yep, 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 are yep. we sure that's speak step? I thought that was just Ariana Grande. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doja's impression Wow, that's actually really funny. That's actually really cool. Wow, that's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Um Anywho. <laughs> yeah, so God tier. The overture. Yeah. Now, going on from that, do you have anything else to say about that?
1: Not really, except that if you don't listen to anything else from OK Orchestra, you should at least listen to OK Overture. That's that's the most like the most best thing that I could say.
0: I think it would be really hard to just listen to the overture and be like, yeah, that's it, I'm done. Exactly. I don't want to hear the rest of the album. (laughs) Once once you hear the overture, you can't not listen to the rest. So that's why I'm like, if you're going to pick one song, pick that one. It's called an overture because once you hear, when you hear it once, it's over. Wow. That's, that's deep. For sure. For sure. (laughs) Over for sure. For for sure. (laughs) Uh, All right. At number two, we have Bummerland. 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 Here I am. So this is one of their and singles. It makes my song yes.
1: Low. This is one of their singles that they dropped but they actually dropped it towards the beginning of COVID last year. So this Ugh. the song is actually about like yeah, COVID and quarantine and isolation and everything, getting so many
0: haircuts. Yeah.
1: Um and I actually like this song and I think it yeah. was a good choice as a single, although I don't know if like if it's one of those things where they released it as a single and then added it into the album later, or yeah. if they released it as a single for it in- intentionally to be like a far ahead prequel to the album. Mm. But what do
0: you think of it? Well, I honestly, I th- again, I, lo- I like all of these songs. Like mm-hmm. when I say a song's low tier, that doesn't, I don't think it's a bad song. It's yeah. just compared to the rest of the songs. Mm-hmm. I put Bummerland at medium tier, and I think the only thing that moved it from low to medium for me was the bridge when really? they go like and then yes. it, like it like it's it like a trumpet that morphs into the violin yeah. that more y- you know and that morphs into the guitar and then the like the yeah yeah like what is it it's like flamenco
1: yeah it's just like really good It's a speak stepper wow amazing i would pay to see you concert you want to join my a
0: cappella group oh gosh yeah, um, fun fact, Ella and I were in an acapella group that she was actually the leader of. Oh. Um, you know, we had to discontinue it for um, <laughs> sanity reasons. There was a lot of drama. There was a lot of drama. As you can imagine, With we're literally just a group of, like, dorky kids that got together to sing. Yeah. And everything that went wrong, went, that could go wrong, went wrong. So, pretty much, yeah. It. Yeah. Um, we're, um, we're, but it's fine.
1: Where did you put Bummerland on? I actually tiers? also put Bummerland medium tier. And mm. to be clear, I also think that every song on this album is really good. None of them. I would not skip any of them. I love listening to the album all the way through. Um, But Bummerland is one of those where I could like vibe to it. I I really enjoy listening to it. And I'm going to sing along to it. But it doesn't like... It's a vibe. It doesn't, like, hit me as much as some of the other songs do. Like, it doesn't make me feel as much. It's just like, wow, this is relatable. And that is something that AJR has mastered. They do that in their other albums, too. One thing that they're really good at is relating to their audience by being relatable. Yes. And so for me, I'm like, yes, this is medium tier because this is a pretty standard thing for them to do. It's standard for them to make a good song that is relatable and pretty simple. But I feel like some of the other songs on this album... Pushed beyond that and did more than just be relatable. It's like they got deep and relatable. And so that's why I put this at medium, is because, not because it's like a medium song. It's a great song, but there are other songs that I think far outweigh it as far as like, you know, experimental themes or just like quality of the song, you know? So I I only put it in medium because I think the other songs are better, not because I think it's like a medium song. Yes.
0: makes sense um you talking about relatability (laughs) it made me think of um Taylor Swift's Reputation album yeah and I like that album now when it first came out I really didn't yeah and I feel like probably the main reason that I didn't like it was because I I'm like I can't relate to like mm-hmm. being called out by Kanye West on stage, and like being <laughs> and like having tea with Kim Kardashian, and then like feuding. Wait, like, what? I not, I thought that was just something oh, we'd all been through. Just the shared uh coming of age experience.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is like I I I experienced that when I was like twelve, Emily. I don't know what oh, you're talking freak. about. So
0: yeah, I I I feel like um a lot of celebrities fall in, into the trap where. They get famous because of how relatable they are, and then because they get rich and famous, they're not relatable anymore because nobody can relate to that. Yeah. But AJR, I feel like, is kind of at the sweet spot. Like, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't want to be like, there's huh, they're some obscure band. Because I don't really think they are. I think they're pretty popular. Mm-hmm. But they haven't gotten to the point where, like, it started to affect their music. Like, they're still just yeah. as honest and raw, if not more now. Totally.
1: I think that, too. I... Like, like I said, the other songs on this album, it's not that they're not relatable, but it's that they're relatable in ways that are more like, I don't know, like with past songs, they've talked about things that are very universal and like very in reach for everybody listening. And, you know, like this one, I mean, COVID hit everybody, literally the entire world was affected by this, every single person. And so we were all unified in that. So that's cool. I love that they have a song about that um, that is relatable for everybody. But some of these other songs, it's almost like they make it relatable in ways that I didn't know could be relatable. You know, it's like they awaken like deep. They they, like uncover memories for me or uncover feelings that I buried a long time ago. And they help me like kind of work through that in a way where it's like, oh, I'm not alone in this. Like I didn't realize this is something that wasn't normal or like. You know something where it's like I haven't thought about this in a while, and it's almost yeah. like
0: nostalgic, even if it's like painful. You know what I mean? It's like nostalgia for a memory you don't have. Yes, exactly. It's like, the, but it's like the collective unconscious. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: so it's like <laughs> relatable. Freud. Exactly. Step into the building. Yep. Freud, A J R, and Freud are actually um, si- siblings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> J R Oh, freak! Um, well, let's just say. When the rest of the world was singing "Imagine," I'm talking. I'm talking to you, Gal Gadot. Ooh. AJR put out Bummerland, and that says everything you need to know. Yikes! <laughs> Got him. I take responsibility. Oh. <laughs> um. All right. Number three. Three o'clock things. Um. I put this in my in high tier. I put it in medium tier. Oh, I I thought you would have said God. No. Tier. So I love
1: three o'clock things and I appreciate their like efforts to make a song that's more political because they've talked about kind of political things before. Like they made birthday party in Neo theater. They made a lot of like really sarcastic satirical jabs at like the, the state of the country. Like, wow. I hope that women get rights someday. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I wonder if we'll ever ever have a female president. (laughs) (laughs) But we did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. (laughs) But this one, I okay, I love this song so much. And I love that he just straight up says it. Like, if you're a racist, don't come to my shows. I appreciate that. But I also feel like maybe I didn't connect with this song as much because I feel like the entire song is him building up to say that. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, that's a pretty like standard statement that's that's a that's, pretty that's like, baseline that, <laughs> yeah. expectation
0: and for so the any fact
1: exactly so the fact that like it <laughs> in the song it sounds like it took them so much courage and they had to think about it so <laughs> it much so before brave. saying it yeah i'm like I'm really glad that they said it, but I also think that it almost feels performative in some ways because they built up to it so much throughout the song. So I think if they had expanded the song a little bit more to be more like how Birthday Party was, where it covers, like it mentions a bunch of different situations and scenarios where it's like, ha ha ha, like can't believe this is happening. (laughs) Instead of that, they made like a whole song where it felt like it was just them being like, should we say it? Should we not? Should we tell people to not be racist? I don't know. I'm going to say it. Yeah. So I love it. I love the song so much. It's such, it, it's so fun to, like, listen to and sing along to. And I appreciate that they said that, but I also feel like they should not have made it seem like, like, I don't think this sh- song should have been used for dramatic effect to the extent that it was used for. Yeah. So that's
0: why I put it in medium tier. What about you? If I were to describe this song in a sentence, I would say build up, we're not racist, bass drop. <laughs> So, we have to wonder is a j r taking responsibility <laughs> <laughs> just like uh Kristen bell no that that so so okay i am also referencing um for those of you who don't know that one kind of like cringy video that came out where a bunch of these actors and actresses were like, "I take responsibility for racism, and it's like first of all, like no one asked you to do this like i it, it's just it's funny. It's so funny how people who are famous think that their opinions, like, like, it's hard because it's like, yes, I think that you should speak up about things that you care about and that things that are important. Um, But also it's like, Casey Frey, Casey Frey um, made the best argument and he, he didn't even make an argument at all. He just made a video that was just so genius and I'll link it in the show notes because you need to watch it. But basically, I think what he was trying to say, or, or portray, is that, okay, yeah, these are a bunch of actors and actresses, and they're just in, like, a little three-second clip, and they could just turn it on for the camera and then go about their day. Like, it's yeah. saying, like, I take responsibility. And, <laughs> like, doesn't actually do anything. It's like YouTuber apologies, you like, know? Like, open
1: your purse. <laughs> yeah, well, and see, I think it's really hard with politics and celebrities, because on one hand... If they don't say anything or do anything, people are going to attack them and say they're part of the problem. But then if they do do anything, people are going to be like, "Oh, it's performative yeah so i i don't I try not to judge celebrities for like their political involvement unless they are politically involved in something that's actively harming people like j k yeah. Rowling yeah um but yeah, so like i I try to because I don't know what they're doing behind closed doors. I yeah. don't know, like, they could be really supportive of certain movements. They could be donating a lot of money. And I don't think that that should all be public, you know, their, their support. Because that's when it becomes performative. Is yeah. when we expect all of their involvement in politics to become public. But then stuff starts happening, like, with Kim Kardashian. Who gets involved in politics and people harass her anyway. So, yeah. celebrities really cannot win. And so, like, again, like, I appreciate that they said that in their song but I I think I would have thought differently if it had happened before, like, George Floyd and all of the BLM protests last year. Yeah. But I think because it came after that, that's why it feels more performative for me. Not that mm-hmm. I think that they're just saying that to get views. I think that, like, I know this band well enough to know that they actually think that. Like, I know that they are good people trying to do good things. I just think it's, like, the way that, the f- like, it's phrased, you know, in the song. Yeah. And, like, the, the timing of it is what made it less, like, influential for me. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, well, this song, I'm hearing it months after all of the BLM stuff happened. <laughs> and, like, like obviously, um, Black Lives still matter, and we are still, like, talking about these issues, and we're still, like, fighting these problems. But they just said the thing that, like, everybody said months ago. You know? Yeah, that's it's so true. Like, it, it, and, I mean, granted, it's because they just released the album, and, like, social media is different, but... You know what I mean? It just yeah. kind of, it doesn't hit as hard when
0: it, it feels like they're late to the game. Yeah. As far as music goes. I feel like, okay, the, the last thing I have to say about this song is they sing a lot about, like, do I speak up about politics? Do I sit on the fence? And I think this goes without saying that, like, if you are a ele- la... If you have been sitting on the fence, like, that is a privilege. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that you can, like, you're, like, trying to decide, like, should I speak up about it? Yeah. Or not. It's kind of like, okay, dude, like, I'm sure that's so hard for you. (laughs) Well, and I think that's why I do appreciate that they made the song, because
1: it's them showing us that they've decided which side of the fence they're going to be on. It's them showing us, like, okay, remember, like... We're expecting the bare minimum from you guys. Like, if you're going to be racist, like, we don't want you as a fan. Just so we're clear. Just so we're clear, we don't want racists supporting us. And so I appreciate that. And like I said, I really like the song. I think it's a really good song. I just think because of, like, the timing and because of, like, the actual structure of the song, it just is, it doesn't, it's not as impactful as it, like, have been had they released it as like a single when all of this was happening but then again if that had happened then they probably would have gotten in trouble with fans for being like oh you're taking these issues and making them about yourself and profiting off of them so again it goes back to celebrities can't win when it comes to politics and so i don't i'm not like upset at them for this song or anything i think it's a really good song and i'm glad that they made it and i don't know if there is a better way that they could have
0: done it next we have the fourth song on the album my play my play um i don't know about you but this is god tier for me so i put this at medium tier as well interesting yeah interesting is important to me because not a lot of things can make me feel something yeah i get that um just and i know i know you and i both like the chord progression oh Oh, Um, yes the
1: dun dun, dun. i can't even do it without the music playing it's kind
0: of haunting yeah in a way yeah
1: and Wait, I kind of want to I just want to like play a clip so they can hear the chord progression because it's that yeah, really specific okay. cor- chord progression it really is haunting that's a good word for it oh. so that's like the intro to that song and the chord progression
0: is yeah haunting is a good word for it it's so good it's I feel like it's also just a classic AJR Mm coming-of-age song that really hits hard, because it's like, man, you know, like, childhood is over. Yeah. Like, he he obviously has some, like, childhood... I don't know if trauma is the right word. It depends on what you mean by trauma. I think, like, things can be traumatic, like, even if it's not, like, war or, like... You know like yeah traumatic experiences basically to me mean, mean like a big change that yeah. like well yeah and enacted like, a change in you or like exactly
1: triggered something you can get trauma from a lot of different things like even moving i've heard that like when your kid even moving Dude. can cause like really bad trauma so who knows but like i feel like this song is really good because it It captures, yeah, kind of like that feeling of nostalgia looking back on your childhood. But it's like the sad nostalgia where you're like, I don't want to be a kid again. But also like, you know, reliving those moments with your parents specifically. You know, my play is about... You know, when you're a kid and you put on a play for your parents, you, like, dress up. And so for me, this felt like a very personal song because I used to do that with my siblings. And I think a lot of kids Aww. had that experience. But my siblings and I used to dress up as each other and put on plays about our family to my parents. Aww. And it was just really sweet. And so I think this is another song that they released as a single, didn't they? Really? I, I feel like it was released before the album because I never Aww. really listened to it before Aww. the album came out. Um, I don't know if... It was because I just didn't vibe with it or because, you know, I just got busy. But once I listened to it within the album, I fell in love with it. And I love
0: this song so much. I think that also goes to show, like, not a lot of artists make albums. Oh, you know, all musicians make songs. But not a lot of artists make albums anymore. Yeah, where, like, the whole album is a cohesive experience. Yes, and, like, the song within the album is like it's more meaningful than the song on its own. Yeah. Like to me that's what an album is supposed oh, to do.
1: Oh yeah. Um it reminds me of like like a uh, uh, like the most recent 21 Pilots album, Trench. Yeah. They did that
0: too. Like it was a story. Yeah, where the whole
1: thing just kind of ties together and it it is one big experience with like plot points within it that are their yeah. own the stories.
0: And like I know another band that is really good at doing this is the 1975. Mm. Um I mean the fact that their their last album had freaking like so many interludes like what what artist do you know of that's using re- like interludes in yeah, their albums true. That's how you know that they're investing in the whole record. Alt J, if you haven't listened to Alt J, listen to Alt J. It's not for
1: everybody, but um, their album that has Breeze Blocks on it, which is their popular song. That album has intros and interludes and it's just an amazing album but another artist that i thought of who does this is lord lord did this with pure heroin and melodrama and there's a reason that these artists are like so far above other artists in a lot of ways and it's because they have figured out the perfect way to like convey experiences it's not just feelings it's not just Like, it's not just a three minute song either. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's something that's way more than that. And that is what makes me like music is like, I, I like listening to music that makes me feel things. I love music that makes me want to dance. That's one of my big things. And then music that makes me feel like I'm like rediscovering a part of myself or like getting to know myself better. And so I think that's one of the reasons why I love this song and this whole album, but this song, my play did that for me it like brought me back every time i listen to it i feel like i'm like an eight-year-old kid again just like vibing with my family and honestly the reason that it made medium tier for me is probably a really cheap and sucky reason (laughs) one of the main reasons is just because like i really when i was putting my tier list together i really wanted to put every song at, at top tier High tier. Yeah, top, um, whatever. Yeah, high house. tier. But I, I felt like that would have been, like, a cop-out. So I was like, okay, I need to force myself to, like, <laughs> you know, uh, put these into different categories. But, okay, so I, on TikTok, several months ago, I think it was Dixie D'Amelio released a song, mm. and everybody was just hating on her for it <laughs> so much because she said really over and over again. In like, the song, she kept the one day... I think so.
0: I was really, 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 really sad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And she just says really, really, really over and over and over again. And I feel like those same people who would be criticizing her for those lyrics are the type of people who would like absolutely love AJR and think that they are like out of this world. But this song literally says, I just really, 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 really 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 want to show you my play. Yeah. Sorry I didn't sing that. So I, I honestly feel like I ranked it lower out of spite Just because I'm like, well, I don't think it's fair to like hate on one artist, like finding a reason, finding an excuse to hate on a person just because you think like, you know, like Dixie D'Amelio really hasn't done anything wrong. People just like to hate on famous people. Um, Are you a Dixie (laughs) D'Amelio apologist? No, I, I don't enjoy her content, but that doesn't mean that like it's invalid, you know, it's just not my thing. But like she hasn't done anything wrong and people just hate on her because they think that she's cringy. And so for me, I'm like, well, I feel like (laughs) I would only feel morally okay with myself if I (laughs) held all artists to, like, similar standards. Okay. And it feels hypocritical of me to listen to a song by an artist like that and be like, oh my gosh, she uses the word really over and over and over again, and it's so cheap, and, like, everybody posts hate videos about it and, like, rewrites the song so it's better. But then AJR comes out, and I haven't seen a single criticism of that song for the same issue. And so that kind of bugs me a little bit because it feels hypocritical and so that's why i put it at medium tier is because i'm like well as an english major i hate the word really and i hate the word very i still use them but like not when i'm making something that i'm gonna like that that's more influential like if i'm writing a paper or turning in a project i avoid those words and so for me i'm like i get that like they're supposed to be writing the song from the perspective of a little kid and so little kids don't have that great of vocabulary but also the word really seems like a, a I know I keep saying the word cop-out, but it seems like a cop-out word to me. And I'm like, why couldn't they have come up with more creative words? Which is so sucky. But like I said, I genuinely adore this song. I love this song so much. And I feel really stupid for the reason why I put stupid. it at medium
0: tier. Listen, but it is what it is. My counter-argument to that, and you touched on it a little bit, is because this in this song, like the words were chosen intentionally. Like... Like you said, this song is from the point of view of a kid, and so like, can't you just imagine a kid like, like you know, his dad came home from a from a long day at work, and he's like, okay, dad, I'm ready to show you my play, and the dad's like, no, not right now, I gotta, and then the kid's like, I really, 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 really want to show you my play. That was the most theater kid. Yeah, true. (laughs) Taking you back to (laughs) Limas. But like. I feel like it serves purpose wherein dixie's song it's just kind of lazy and i get that
1: i think the reason why i want to hold ajr to a higher standard though is because they've done this before where in some of their other songs where they weren't emulating being a little kid they've done similar things where i think sometimes in their efforts to be relatable they make things too simple or cheap or lazy that's fair and that is one of the reasons why i didn't like neo theater is because mm. i felt like a lot of the lyrics were lazier than past songs and past albums and so I think because of that, in order to feel, like, okay with myself, I, I don't want to, like, like hold this song on a higher pedestal if it has some of the elements that made me criticize their past work, you know, yeah. or reasons yeah. why I would criticize other people's work. But that doesn't mean I don't like the song. You know, a lot of people, a lot of fans consider The Click, Neo Theater, and OK Orchestra to be, like, a trilogy of sorts. Oh, I can see that. Um, Oh, Chris is here with pizza. (laughs) Um, Anywho, but yeah, they consider it to be, like, a trilogy. And I feel like OK Orchestra is such a good, like, thematic and musical, like, rebirth of the two albums. Like, it combines Mm. the the two albums really well, but turns it into something new instead of just rehashing, like, the old things that they've done. They... They combine them and then push it further. And I feel like my play was very, very reminiscent of Neo Theater
0: almost too much for me. But okay. I love the song. Just to add some, uh, some comfort to listeners, Ella and Chris's dog Coda is sitting right next to the, <laughs> the phone. So hopefully you can feel his good vibes. Coda says hi and that he loves you. <laughs> he would probably bark at you, but he still loves you. Coda says I take responsibility. <laughs> the next song. Number five is Joe. <laughs> we did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. <laughs> oh. Where to begin? You, well, you should go first. I, I think. know where to begin. Um, let's just say what tier it's in. I put Joe in medium tier. Um, I think it's really impressive that they had that. What's the, what's the song? It's like the, the song on the piano. like the. Oh, yeah. What is that song called? I don't know. Well, this is why you, need, you listeners need to need to just listen to the song. Dang, I was feeling attacked for a second. I was like, "This is why I need to <laughs> this do is what." Why you need to listen to the album, Ella, <laughs> um, because it's really impressive. So they start out with that, and then they build like the sure. beatboxing. Yeah, let's just play it. I wonder how. Oh, how much we can get it's away. So with good. Playing. Then again, I'm not like monetizing anything, so it doesn't really matter. My I don't life don't is get monetized. DMCA'd or <laughs>
1: I clicked on the wrong band.
0: <laughs> F. We did it, Joe. Okay, here we go. Lair. Lair. Boom. In it. Beautiful. It's like a. It's like Cake Boss. But in a song,
1: <laughs> I the layers,
0: is. it's like, it's like, it's like Shrek. <laughs> no, this song is an onion. Joe is like an, is like an ogre. Wait. What? <laughs> yeah, right. Joe, he, we, but, but, but in the movie, he's like, ogres are like layers. The song no, Joe.
1: <laughs> the ogres are like onions. <laughs> right. <Fred! laughs>
0: Dude, Shrek just runs in my bloodstream and it all flows together. I can't. Uh. Joe is like an onion. It has layers. She was a Joe. Um Yeah, I, I medium tier because honestly, the like not not that this song is a skip by any means, but like the listenability, like I don't listen to this song as much as the other songs in this album. Like it like I don't have it on my master playlist, for example. So I know Ella feels <laughs> differently. Yeah, but. I put the song at God tier, actually. Mm-hmm.
1: Um I don't know what it is about the song, but I love it so much. I think the fact that, you know, the first line is, I believed in God back in eighth grade. And then this whole time, like, okay. I I think that immediately got my attention because especially growing up, like super religious, um, uh, I look back on my life and I see how my life used to be like more picturesque. And Mm -hmm. I had people that I looked up to and things felt like they were ideal and, you know, I believed in God and everything was fine. And then I grew up and kind of was, like, disillusioned. Not yeah. not just with, like, religion. Like, I'm still religious. But, you know, it's like I've grown up now and I've kind of moved past that stage in my life. Like the, But I still um... look back on it and it still, like, affects me. Even though I've, like, grown up. And so I've, it felt very, very personal and relatable to me. And I interpreted this song the first time I listened to it as him talking to, like, a childhood bully, almost. Like, because yeah. he talks about how he, like, looks up to the person. So I was thinking of, like, maybe a popular kid that he thought was cool um, and wanted to be like him, but the guy was actually a jerk. And <laughs> I just, I don't know, I just love the way that he talked about it and how he, like, kind of his pleadings in the chorus, looking back on it, like, like, I don't ever think of you and, like, like kind of trying to move past it, trying to not think about him anymore, trying to convince him that he doesn't care anymore what this kid thinks of him and yeah because he's like he now a song about it yeah and he writes a song where he's like i'm so successful now i shouldn't be thinking about you like i shouldn't mm. care but like do you think i'm cool like still wanting that validation because there's yeah. that kid inside of him that like craves validation from the people he used to think was cool and i don't know i just think it's such a cool concept i love it so much and i want to like write an essay about it analyzing it
0: ever since you shared that like that meaning that like the way that you interpret it how he's talking to like a, a school bully or like a popular kid yeah That just made, you, you were like um he's he's talking to this popular kid and he's like you know do you think i'm cool little did he know that popular kid would grow up to be the president of the united states well, Joe Biden. joe biden
1: i saw someone on reddit actually like people were like okay what do you guys think is like the meaning of this song and somebody was like well, they hinted that they were gonna make a political song. Stop. And so I think it's this one. I think he's talking about Joe Biden. Stop. And I was like, did you Did you literally no. not listen to three o'clock things? Like, did you not listen to the rest of the album no. before this?
0: Oh my gosh, the fact that anybody would say that as anything other than a meme. Yeah. Like this, I can guarantee you, this song is not about Joe Biden. Yeah. Like, and I'm <laughs> trust I'm, me. I feel bad for like knocking on people's opinions <laughs> or like
1: theories. I don't. But like,
0: that's a uh, dumb theory.
1: Yeah, and. So other people were saying somebody thought that he was talking about Joe like Mary and Joseph because he mentions God. Ooh. So they were like maybe that, but I'm like, why the heck would you write a song about being like <laughs> Joseph, Joseph, son of or father of Jesus Christ? Do you think I'm cool yet? Like it just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't sit right with me. And so I don't know. It's it's interesting to read all the different theories about the songs, but in the end, I choose to interpret it as him talking to. A popular kid who was actually a jerk and ended up not going anywhere in
0: life and it makes the song mean a lot to me so i don't know i mean joseph jesus's dad was was pretty beta i would say like he was pretty god just kind of like showed up and was like yo i got your girl pregnant what are you gonna do about it and joe just let it happen bro
1: didn't like an angel come to him or like god appeared to him and was like you have to do this sorry yeah, and Mike, joseph was just like okay God Mike, that's he why he's a beta
0: to to in
1: <laughs> oh my gosh
0: <laughs> you can't just be gone for the whole podcast and then show up and <laughs> make, make yeah. those blaspheming claims dude joseph was a joseph G, did he have a he had to have a last name but what was, was it was joseph a simp
1: also, I'm not, I'm not saying it, he wasn't. Wasn't like,
0: this like. He just let his girl get pregnant and he didn't do anything about it. You think they had last names in BC? <laughs> Ju- yes, you're right. J-
1: Joseph, father of Jesus.
0: Name, Judas Iscariot. That's his last
1: name. <laughs> no, that's his nickname.
0: <laughs> really? Oh, I no. Know. But um. I,
1: I feel like you guys should know that I always read his name as Judas Escargo. <laughs> that's how I've always read it. Gosh dang it. Judas Escargot. Anyway,
0: we could Ju- probably cut <laughs> <Judas>. this out. <laughs> no, we can't. Joseph was a beta simp. Oh, okay. Next, listen. Adventure is out there. Song number six. Wait, you didn't even give your opinion on Joe. You what, didn't explain yeah, did. why you
1: put it in medium tier.
0: Well, I think it's cool that it like builds oh, up, yeah, but it doesn't have a listenability yeah. factor for me.
1: And I I respect your opinion, but I think you're wrong. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> uh, next, adventure is out there. Number six. This is the only song I put on low tier.
1: Um, Adventures Out There?
0: I put this on high tier. Okay. Um, next. No, I'm just <laughs> next <laughs> Um I, I do like this song. I think the only Again, I appreciate the message of the song. And it's the same for Joe. I think just the instrumental, like the way it's delivered isn't my favorite and it's not something that I would want to listen to like while I'm while I'm walking, which is when I listen to most music. Yeah. Um, I do really like the part when they like harmonize and it goes like, it's a real do nothing day. Day. But it's like day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Acapella has entered the chat. (laughs) Yeah. We were, we were on the same acapella squad. Could you tell?
1: (laughs) (laughs) New directions. Where are you at? Just kidding. That's Glee. Not us um anyway hey, did you say one direction no new direction that's the name of the glee club in glee they copied one direction you literally when glee co- came before <laughs> one direction <laughs> you uncultured swine okay ella's
0: forcing me to watch glee <laughs> yeah i'm going to uh, uh, you're forcing me to hike yeah so. so we have a deal however long it takes us to go on a hike because that's something that i want to do i have to watch that much of glee to appease ella it's gonna be beautiful And emotional. Maybe I'll like it. I don't know. I just have serious doubts because everything I see on Twitter, I'm like, this looks kind of like the worst thing I've ever seen. Okay.
1: You know, just because the fan base sucks doesn't mean the show sucks. No,
0: but like they'll post clips from the show and I'll be like, I'll watch it and be like, this is, this is, this is your king. Okay.
1: Whatever. Anyway.
0: Anyway, adventures out there. Speaking of worshipping, um, adventures out there. Also, naming, naming a song after the up quote. Hmm. Maybe it's they've like, never even seen Up. You don't know. Well, it's just like, it's like a promposal. Like, it's, it's, that's okay for a promposal, but not for a song. I'm know? not going to lie. I did not even
1: think of Up until I saw somebody on Reddit make a meme about it and, like, <laughs> connect the two. But um, I don't think they made the connection either because they were like, oh my gosh, this is, like, so cool that Up had this quote in it or whatever. They were like, mm. I, I love this. But, like, they posted it on the AJR subreddit and it didn't say anything about AJR. It was literally just a meme about Up. <laughs>
0: Anyway. Well, I mean, Cardi B (laughs) is also referenced the popular Disney movie in her song. Oh, well, I don't listen to Cardi B, so. Well, I mean she Cardi B kinda low-key scares me. I don't trust her. Um, I mean me neither, but like, she's kinda funny though. Ooh. Like, like when she's like, Coronavirus! Coronavirus! (laughs) I love that. Okay, but
1: Okay, this song. I love it so much. Like, okay. If this is that, one not, that, again, I feel, still... like, calls out to their past work because okay. it goes back down to those really simple lyrics. I mean, it's, I keep losing socks, or, like, I like he talks about losing socks. I keep losing my socks. Where the hell do they go? I bet they're finally free, floating somewhere in the sea. Do they miss my feet? Like, it sounds really weird, but then when you think about it being, like, a metaphor for himself, which is what it is, yeah. it's, like, it's about, like, you know, putting yourself out there, like, pushing past just your like day to day monotony, like meaningless life and doing mm. something that means something to you. And so, um, like like so the the chorus is the holy moly, it's a real do nothing day. I could change a dress and try another state. I could change my name. It won't do anything. Adventure's out there, so why am I in here? And so The whole song is literally about him being like, why am I doing this to myself? Why is my life like this when I could be going out and doing things and, like, experiencing the world and living my life? Like, why am I sitting inside doing nothing when I could be experiencing the world and, like, appreciating existence? And that is something that I talk about every day with Christian is, like, I hate that we just, like, go to work, go to school, come home, watch TV, and go to bed and then do the same thing the next day. Like, why are we doing this? when we could go places and see things and like break away from this like monotonous life that we've gotten into the habit of living like why aren't we doing more you know because i want to like look back on my life and love what i did and like have memories from like mm-hmm. this period in my life and so that's why i love this song is because it feels like exactly where i'm at in my life right now and whenever i listen to it it makes me want to just like get in my car and drive and like go do stupid and crazy
0: things you know yeah why am I depressed when I can simply <laughs> smile? Why am I anxious when I could simply stop worrying? Have you tried not being stressed? <laughs> also, um the lyric I've been losing my socks, where do they go? I know where they go because um, I was doing my laundry the other day, and I finally pulled out my whole sock drawer and uh, I had like a couple pairs of socks just like behind like in the, in the in the hole, but not in the drawer. <laughs> And I was like, "Wow!" Like behind the drawer, you mean? Yeah. I love that. It was just kind of. Ajr, <laughs> I have the answer. Uh-huh. Kind of cringe. It's kind of crazy, though. Wild. Okay. Next, unless there was anything else you wanted to say. Nope. Beep, I got beep. I got as deep as I wanted to. I just booped code on the nose. So. I just booped. Coda's Here's a boop from nose. from the lonely fans. Boop. Uh, <laughs> one one like equals one boop. Ah. Uh, so get everybody to listen, so I can. Infinitely boop Coda's nose. <laughs> boop, boop, Coda boop, looks boop, very boop.
1: confused about the booping.
0: <laughs> confused with love. <laughs> okay. Um, next we have number seven, our featured single, Bang. Um, I put this on medium tier, and I don't know if that's just because I've listened to it a lot and it's been out for a lot longer. Probably something like that, just because the novelty isn't there. But it's still a banger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if I do something, a <laughs> banger. I didn't even Ooh. like
0: I didn't even like actually think about that when i was saying Love it that. it's just like improv though <laughs> improv queen <laughs> oh my gosh
1: okay usually i'm not the type of person to i don't know usually i feel like the singles that bands release before the albums aren't their best songs and i don't like that they always become <laughs> taylor swift so <laughs> ma- yeah and then they always Sorry, become so, in my throat. <laughs> so mainstreamed and like they become really overplayed Promise but.
0: that you'll never find another like me. Me, e Oh, Taylor's best. Oop. Besties. Oop. Anyway, but for Bang, I put it at high tier because for once,
1: I actually genuinely loved the single that a band put out. And I did not love it, like, the first time I listened to it. But the more I listened to it, the more I was like, dang, this kind of slaps. Yeah. And so I don't like it for any, like, deep reasons or anything. I just think it is so fun to, like, blast in my car. And the beat hits so hard. True. And I also thought that the music video was really, really fun. So I think like it's just a really deal. good, fun song. And I think this this album needed something more lighthearted because a lot of <laughs> it is, like, uh, kind of along the lines of, like, I'm not okay, but I have, like, hope for the future, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think they needed, like, a song that was just, like, having a good time. And... So I just love it because it's super fun and it makes me want to dance. And like. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I just love turning it up and like listening to it super loud and.
0: (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. Eight. The trick. God tier. And I don't want to listen to anybody who. uh, Listen. If you don't have it in God tier, that's fine. But if you have it in low tier. I know people on Reddit were roasting it. Okay. Also. uh, Yeah. I'm going to put her on blast. Chelsea was like. That song is kind of weird, and I was like, "Excuse me, yeah, you come into my home." um, (laughs) This
1: song was actually okay. I don't actually spend that much time on Reddit. I just joined the AGR subreddit when this album came out, mostly because I don't have any other social media, and I wanted to know if they announced a tour. (laughs) Okay, yeah, Um, but this was the most controversial song on this album on Reddit, and a lot of people did not like it because. Um, of the weird voice weird. in it. So they do a voice effect. Get over it. Um, and get it, over it. <laughs> it was, when I first listened to this album, this was my favorite song on the album because yeah, I thought it was super same. unique. The voice sounded very nostalgic, very like old timey. Um, like, you know, when you hear music from like the, you know, like, uh, the quartets, you know, the barbershop. Quartets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of like that time period. And I really loved it. Um, and
0: I A lot Koda of people hated it, it.
1: A lot of people hated that weird vocal choice that they did. The the speak step, whatever you want to call it. They speak did not step. like it. They said it was really uncomfortable. I even saw somebody who was like, yeah, I have synesthesia. And that sound looks really uncomfortable. So I just can't listen to that song. Just
0: simply get over it. <laughs> just uh, stop seeing music in color. Oop. <laughs>
1: I need to stop saying that. I need to stop. That's That's such an old meme. I need to stop saying oop.
0: Anyway.
1: <laughs> And I oop, and a
0: oop, and a oop, 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 and a oop, and a oop, and oh, oop. I,
1: okay, now I'll stop. Thank yeah, you for inspiring you're me. You're welcome. But yeah, so I loved it because. So they explained in an interview, I believe, that this song is kind of about the, the sections with the weird voice are like the narrator of the story telling lies. <laughs> yes, Papa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> telling lies? I'm no, sorry. Papa. I. I I had to <laughs> wait. Sh- wait, can we, can we? Can I? Can I do the Ben Shapiro reading of oh. my Finsta? Yeah, this is a tangent that we're make that we're taking. All right, I guess. okay. So on my Finsta, who if you're not following my Finsta, do I'm it. sorry, but that means that you're not included. Just kidding. Follow it. If you really wanna, well, if you really wanna follow it, message me, like text me, and I'll tell you the my username and I'll accept you. Um, okay, I'm just so I. I <laughs> I post these really cringy, like, um, what's the word? Deep fried memes. hmm Um, so I'll just, like, get a pic- a random picture of somebody and, like, put really cringy- like, a really cringy quote over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just, like, make the filters terribly- terrible looking. And so I did one- what's the- okay. I did one- it was a picture of Ben Shapiro, you know, this, um, podcast arch ne- nemesis, as we all know. Um... And the word, also let me know when you have to go to work. Oh yeah, no worries. I'm just gonna, Chris is gonna get me pants so I can change while we're talking. (laughs) Okay. Theater kids be like. Um, So I have a picture, like a really deep fried picture of Ben Shapiro. And over the top it says, Johnny, Johnny, yes papa, eating sugar, no papa. Because if you remember, I think this was around 2018 um, when that was a meme. Honestly, if you don't know the meme, look it up. No, I don't, don't really want to explain it. Don't look it up. It's like this kid's show, and it's like this whole song, and it's like his dad saying Johnny Johnny, and then, he, and then Johnny's like, yes, papa. But then he's like lying to his dad. So Telling lies. Telling lies. No, papa. You, and no, then he's papa. like, I, I'm taking it to go. And then he says, open your mouth. And then Johnny says, ha, ha, ha. It's it's. I it's love how slash. you're like, I don't really want to explain it. And then you <laughs> recite it. So, I... I posted this on my Finsta, and then I made the caption, I tried to make it as Ben Shapiro-like as possible. So here we go. Um, Let's just say, theoretically, that Johnny has two dads. Because, make no mistake, this is what the left wants. How would the song even work? According to the syntax of the lyrics, it's clear that Johnny uses the word papa, not papas, papa. And can you imagine what would happen if the tolerant left got their hands on this Johnny character? They would try to cancel him for lying and not listening to his parents. A child. We can't have a character on a children's cartoon lying and making mistakes children can learn from. But yes, let's applaud Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion for singing about their body dysfunction on national television. By the way, have they seen a doctor yet? I'm legitimately concerned for them. Oh no. (laughs) Rate my Ben Shapiro impression. I needed to make it, um, I needed to, to vocalize it. That was like therapy for me.
1: Yeah, honestly, I feel both like I need therapy and I'm like healed now.
0: <laughs> that was a tangent for the Yikes. ages, by the way. That We're was really good. good at this. Um wow,
1: she's really good. She's really good. Anyway, um yeah, so the meaning behind the song was yeah, the the weird voice was the lies, and then when he sang in his normal voice, <clears throat> that's how his life actually was like, that was like the truth, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting because the whole song, you know, the trick is about him, like, being worried that people won't like him and, like, wanting people to like him and, you know, using his trick to to make people, you know, to change how people think of him. But then I also love it because it has the weird voice and the real voice sing together. Yes. <clears throat> where it's like, you know, so life isn't black or white. There's a lot of gray area and, like, I don't know. I just really love it. So I I put it in hmm let me see i accidentally x out my tier list i put it in high tier as it should be i think it's really good it's a really really good song and it's unique it's it was experimental it's something that i I found the hair oh my gosh so sorry to interrupt (laughs) i am literally on i'm on page don't lose it i swear i'm on page 58 of this tumblr (laughs) (laughs) Tumblr i finally found the The hair hair that i want oh i needed that today (laughs) <laughs> uh anyway but yeah so that's why i love this song and it's it's unlike anything else on the album and it's very different from the things that they have done in the past with their music and i love that
0: this song if this so- if you put this song below high tier you don't have a personality or taste in music i'm gonna say it says the person who idolizes taylor swift <laughs> i said it and is that supposed to be a counter argument
1: my pants
0: off speaking of Taylor Swift, yeah. Ella's taking my <laughs> pants off. Thanks. Um, now I'm gonna have to put a PG 13 raining on this
1: <laughs> content warning Ella <laughs> is changing into work
0: clothes. <laughs> um, Mirror walked so the trick could run.
1: And me. we don't even know what Mirror is,
0: it's a song on Folklore Taylor Swift's oh, Grammy Award winning know. album
1: it's only grammy award-winning because she has an army of people who will make her win regardless of the quality of her music
0: yes but that doesn't mean that she doesn't deserve it Um, as you know folklore is is like probably my favorite you're the one who calls it the scammies are you joking me yeah but if you listen to my grammys episode i have to reconcile between the fact that it's the scammies but also like the grammys still mean something whether we want them to or not anyway the point is the song "Mirror Ball" anyway. by Taylor Swift. The song "Mirror Ball" by Taylor Swift. She talks about how, you know, she's like, "I'm a mirror ball. I can change everything about me to fit in." And then, like, the trick. To what the me, f is even a mirror ball? It's. <laughs> if you can picture this, it's like a ball, but it's like it reflects. So it's like the 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 bean or what is it in, uh, Chicago? I, Emily, I'm just trying to aggravate you. I'm looking up a picture of a mirror ball. No, I don't want the lyrics. You have got to be pulling on my leg. If you don't listen to anything else on Folklore Ella, please listen to Mirrorball again and tell me that the theme, that like the, the lyrical theme does not match The Trick. I've listened to that album and the only song I liked on it was The One. Okay, but I'm telling you. But,
1: but this, this isn't about Taylor Swift. We can argue about Taylor Swift later.
0: Yeah, I'm just telling you Mirrorball and The Trick are in the same family and it could be, have been written by the same character. Is all I'm saying. Okay. So I see, I see. (laughs) Mom, can you pick me up?
1: They're making fun of my music taste again.
0: They're making fun of Taylor Swift. Okay, um, nine. We have Ordinaryish People featuring the Blue Man Group. The Blue Man Group! (laughs) I love the Blue Man Group. I used to watch them. They were on um uh elmo's world sesame street oh uh, they were no, on that at one that... point when i was younger it was cool chelsea was just saying how she remembers like driving through vegas and there would be like ads for the blue man group yes. coming yes. coming soon ew ah oh! they said smurfs but make it ugly okay look it's it's art oh that's actually creepy they, they're just their faces are painted blue it's supposed and just to be creepy. staring have
1: you ever like watched any videos of the blue man
0: group no and i'm starting to see
1: why they're just percussion they're like drummers but they make like percussion out of anything and everything so like that episode of sesame street that they were on they like were in like an alleyway and they were using like garbage cans and buckets and stuff from like the trash and making like a whole percussive Mm. ensemble thing so i love that they use them for this song because the the percussion break is just great. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> They're just
0: creepy, and yeah. I will not be able to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. They look like a sleep paralysis demon. True. Um, that being said, I put the song on God tier. I put this song on medium tier. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I
1: think it's because there's another song it reminds me of. I feel like... My main thing was, I feel like they had already discussed this topic in one of their other songs and they were just rehashing old ideas Mm. in a different
0: way, but I can't remember which song it is right now. Let me see. Yeah, Mm. you'll have to let me know because I really, I really did like the theme of the song where it's like, like, it's kind of like, first of all, you don't fit into a friend group. Like, all your work friends think you're a hippie, but all your hippie friends think you're boring or whatever. And that's like, you know what? I can kind of relate to that and I feel like even in high school like I had a lot of different friend groups and so I felt like I like I had a lot of friends but I didn't really perfectly fit in with any friend group so that to me like relates and then also like the fact where it's like we got a we gotta grow up sometime. Yeah. Like, we're kind of in that period <clears throat> in our life where it's like, alright, we've had a lot of fun, but, like, we need to, like, kind of grow up and, well, and get a job. Yeah, and just I... Get a job. Stay away from her.
1: <laughs> I, I like this song a lot. I really do. I think it's a fun song. I enjoy it. Um, But... I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. I, I like that, though. I like the, you know, your pretty friends think you're ugly, your ugly friends think you're vain. Because... yeah. I also was never really part of like a clique. I was a floater, um, but like You're I did the clique. <laughs> I am. I am part of the clique, but I. I didn't have like a lot of friends. It was kind of just like everybody was a friendly acquaintance. Yeah. To me, yeah. I didn't have like best friends, and people didn't like me very much. I just kind of knew them, and so I do like this song because it feels deeply relatable in that sense where it's I, like i, I really don't you. fit in with any type of person not that like i'm not like other girls but it's just I like liked you in high probably school. i probably would have like bullied you in high school i was not actually <laughs> that's not true okay i would have bullied christian in high school oh you, i don't think i would have bullied you i think i would have mm. been very intimidated by you because i was like half of a theater kid mm. and i never felt like i was good enough in theater
0: and i think you're really good she's really good so But in Uh, middle school, I probably would have bullied you because I was a bully. We need to watch my high school shows and get back to me on that because I think you'll watch them and be like, no, I would have bullied her. (laughs) I'll show you videos of when I was the white queen in Alice in Wonderland in 8th grade. (laughs) You're still a white queen. What are you saying? Thank you.
1: But anyway, so I looked it up. It's it's the Click Deluxe edition. Okay. And they have three songs. I don't think any of these three songs are on the regular one, but the last three songs in the album are role models. Yes. Normal and Pretender. And all of those songs mm. to me give off the exact same vibes as ordinary-ish people. Where it's like, mm. <clears throat> role models is like, all my role models are on TV for the wrong reasons. Where it's like, I, like I don't know. Song. Like I know it's about a different topic, but like the feel of the song is the same vibes. But then Normal is literally him, like, questioning himself and who he is and being like, is this normal to be who I am? Like, okay, is that this what I other people see. are like? And then Pretender is also about him, like, not fitting in with other people around him and pretending to be somebody he's not so that he fits in. And so both of those songs, the reason that ordinary People doesn't do it for me is because I feel like they already went over this.
0: They've already mm. established that they're not like other girls. They're not. They but have, because they, <laughs> they're not like other girls, they're ordinary.
1: Yeah, and so, like... <laughs> They have already gone over the fact that they don't fit in and that they don't have, like, a group of people that they're with, that they don't have, like, you know, I mean, and even when they do sing songs about having friends, it's all about how, like, they work too hard and so they never get to hang out with their friends and whatnot. So, this song just didn't stand out to me because I feel like it's an idea that they keep milking. Kind of like how I feel about... I, I think I mentioned this to you earlier, but like Star Wars or like Spider-Man, where mm. I feel like they just keep doing the same ideas <laughs> over and over and over again. And it gets annoying. And I yeah. don't enjoy consuming that media anymore because I feel like it already just keeps it. going. And so I love this song and I think it's so fun. And I love the, the Blue Man group's appearance. And I love that they the gave Blue a spotlight man. to a group that is kind of forgotten, yeah. you know, that people don't really like talk about anymore. Um, but I just feel like the idea is not super original.
0: Yeah. And that that's And that's so I saying. think
1: it's not as good as some of the other songs on the album because there's a lot more originality in the album in their other songs like like The Trick. Yeah. yeah. But then this one is kind of recalling back to like you know songs that they did two albums ago and instead of building off of them they're
0: just rehashing them. They're like, yeah, don't forget we're ordinary <laughs> yeah,
1: ish. Don't, don't forget we're not like other girls. <laughs> yeah. But also, The Click is a fantastic album. If you haven't listened to AJR's music in general, definitely listen to The Click. You can skip Neotheater, though. Uh
0: <laughs> I- Except I mean, 100 Bad Days. Like, Neo Theater is definitely not my favorite either, but I feel like in order to understand the AJR Cinematic Universe, you need to listen to oh, it. Oh, yes. I definitely need to understand the song Beats to understand <laughs> okay, AJR. Okay,
1: Beats is like
0: la- a that's, hell tier. That's, that's, that's the a, only a song. It's tier song. It's
1: of, so I, bad. So Emily and I recently uh, ranked every single, well, I ranked all of their albums while we were talking about it, and the song Beats from their Neo Theater album is the only song of theirs that I ranked hell tier. Yeah.
0: Oh, you thought you were getting the whole episode right now? Psych! Part two of this episode will be coming out not next week, but tomorrow. So I hope you tune in to hear the rest of LNI's deep dive into AJR's OK Orchestra. Thanks for listening to Lonely Fans, where the only thing you'll want to pay is attention.